Hello, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you together for another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. It's Friday night. The Mavs just won 121 to 96 over the Memphis Grizzlies. And tonight we spell redemption J U S T I N. Justin Jackson with a plus 29 in 31 minutes. Josh, that's just my main takeaway. What do you think of the game? <laughs> I think what plus 29 is he. Does that make him net like positive over the last like two weeks? I don't know if that even makes up for his previous <laughs> like twenty games, but that's a start. He's he's on his way back. Um, I don't know, man. I guess it's really weird to think about the Mavericks just kind of demolishing a team, and I'm kind of feeling a little at home, at, at home, like in a playoff team and a team that rung their bell the last time they played, and somehow I'm feeling kind of mopey about it because man, the injuries it's, I don't even know what to say to Seth Curry and Kristaps both tweaking their ankles, basically like on back-to-back plays and then Luca falling on his bad thumb, like right before that. Uh, I know Kristaps was able to play and finish the game and he's okay, but Seth didn't. And man, I don't know. They're down THJ. They're down Dorian Finney-Smith, down Seth. Like that's three of their best perimeter guys after Luca. It's getting, it's getting tight and it just feels weird. Uh, Makes this win all the more impressive, but uh, yeah, I can't say that I'm not like concerned going forward the next, you know, four or five games. Well, let's circle back to that in a second. There's some fun stuff this game. You know, Kristaps Porzingis continues playing what is likely, and I can't say this with authority because I just didn't watch enough of him in New York, but he's on a 12-game hot streak right now where he is just crushing teams. If you look, like, you're better at, at analyzing numbers than I am, and I know uh, our writer Lauren Gunn is, is is working on a piece for Porzingis, and his shooting numbers the last 12 games are so far outside of his previous game it's it's not even comparable the percentages that he's shooting uh you know he had a kind of a lackluster night overall from the floor nine for 19 ha lackluster just one shot under 500 compared to how he's been playing you know uh 26 points 11 rebounds a whopping four assists four blocks and a plus 38 in 29 minutes uh i know our slack was kind of freaking out about how him and uh, uh luca kept going back in the game but really you know the mavericks like they can't play justin jackson 40 straight minutes like they <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> there's not enough people left so so i mean that was that was kind of my you know obviously the takeaway there is porzingis and then followed by by courtney lee but i want to punt to you yeah so how about so wait how many sorry sorry so four blocks so his last three games five five and then four in the blocks uh his last three games now uh four three and four for assists there's i i know we haven't watched a lot of him in in new york but there's not precedent for this there, he, there's yeah, no way he he's like, done that he was like yeah. harrison barnes showing up at the mavs level assists when he, right right when, right so. in new york yeah, he's just he's doing stuff he's never done before. And I think both of us were okay and had made peace with the fact that we had accepted he was just not gonna look okay this season. And mm-hmm. for, for good reason. It wasn't like like a pessimistic, like ah, he kinda he's not as good as we thought he was 
it was just like we just kind of kept thinking about all the stuff that he was coming back from and the injury and the layoff and and the new role because he was obviously doing some things that he had never done before uh, in a professional basketball sense um and then we just like okay it's going to take time to put that all together and i just i never imagined that like it's so wild that it was almost like a flip of the switch uh probably you know dedicated to injuries you know if dwight powell doesn't get hurt i don't know if the mavericks totally flip-flop their approach with how they were using him and getting him more touches and having him more involved in the offense and you know luca getting hurt too like those two things happening back to back that you can't plan on you know so it's it's just so unexpected but it's absolutely bananas just how well he's responded to the kind of role shift i guess you know even if it is more comfortable he's still making shots that he wasn't making before and uh, it's just it's great to see like um i I think his defense over the last four weeks has been one of the most crucial aspects to this team winning games. Uh, I think he is indispensable on that end of the floor right now, especially when you consider the fact that the Mavericks perimeter defense kind of stinks and you mm-hmm. know your best player is Luka and he's not a great defender and Dorian Finney-Smith is can't guard four people at once and after that you're it's getting really dicey in terms of your perimeter defense. Like he does he is cleaning up ev- like everything it is mm-hmm. it is absurd and he had another great defensive game tonight but yeah i'm i don't know what else to say about kp except he's been i mean he's been like top 20 player in the nba level if not higher since february and they're talking on defense more and it largely starts with him directing traffic um yeah i think so one of the things that stood out to me and i've only been to one game i don't live in dallas everybody knows that but I was real close for that Washington Wizards game where he got in foul trouble early and he just wasn't talking and neither was anybody else with the Mavericks. And they're still not great at it, you know, mainly because Luca's a saloon door. Um, but he is is really directing traffic in ways that's helping just enough. Uh, I was I was just really impressed by his game. The other guy that I think we got to talk about a little bit is Courtney Lee, um, former Mavs Moneyball editor-in-chief, current athletic writer. Tim Cato made the point of, you know, he's been playing so well in limited minutes lately with the Mavericks injuries. It kind of begs the question of why didn't he play more earlier? I think it's a fair question. Courtney Lee has a long uh, history of being a pretty good player. And with some of the run to the various wings the Mavericks have tried – it's kind of surprising the lead didn't get out there. Now he had a shoulder injury all last season and his shot was busted and his shot still is awful. But I mean, I remember watching him back in college during a sweet 16 run, his shots, not going to look how, how most players shots look and he plays tough defense. He's a big guy. He's like chesty. Um, and, and the Mavs don't really have a lot of guards of his like size range they're you know some people are either six foot one or six foot eight and he's you know the six five <laughs> and and it's it's just, it's been fun watching him try he'll probably fade into the background a little bit but you know 13 points plus 25 some solid defense i just it was it was nice to see uh somebody do something different because you know when curry goes out and with you know hardaway out and 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 dorian finney smith somebody was going to have to do something and it was nice to see that he was one of the players that stepped up yeah definitely and he's looked fantastic uh in the in the burst that he's gotten uh in the month of march and the four games or so they've played uh i will push back a little bit to like you think about like well why wasn't he playing i mean he was the opening night starter uh yeah, pretty rough those games yeah right, he, he was he, yeah he didn't look bad 
yeah, and he didn't look great, and the offense didn't look good because he was just a non-threat. And you know, this was before the Mavericks had kind of figured out who they were, and before THJ uh, got cooking. So you know, Luca didn't have as much space as he as he could with that starting lineup. But uh, so yeah, then you know, I think Rick made the right move, and he kind of tweaked around, and they played well, and. Uh, so I think it's understandable why he hasn't played until now. And now it's, it's pretty nice to see him able to respond with the minutes and the injuries and he's a veteran guy. So like, that's kind of, that's his thing. Like it, that's why he's on the team. That's why, you know, I think a lot of Mavs fans were wondering why he was still on the team, uh, when they got MKG and, you know, why was he not cut and not broke off and yeah, there's some money issues that go into that, but also, like this is why, like this is why Rick wants him around. He's not just a, you know, a guy that has a vocal presence, but I think Rick just inherently will trust him to do his job when called upon, even if his minutes are sporadic. Uh, so, you know, it was just good to see him contribute. Yeah. I mean, past that, there's some, you know, the continued second story, really solid game from, from DeLon Wright, whose shot looked busted three games ago and he's hit he was one of two tonight from three-point range and he was real important the other night from three uh with the the new orleans game the late game that i was writing and wasn't able to join the podcast for just you know it's nice to see one of the things i think is worth bringing up now is the mavericks are a absolute dominant 10 and 2 in uh divisional play now, why does that matter? Well, the Mavericks are a game and a half back from Houston. They have two games left with Houston. If they were to finish the season tied, then it goes to divisional record. And they have a three-game lead uh, over here. Maybe it's like three-and-a-half game lead over Houston uh, for these divisional wins. And it used to matter a lot more uh, before the NBA you know, did some seeding issues. I think they changed it after the Mavericks and the Spurs played uh, in 2006. Uh, yeah, in the second round. Because there was some there's some issues with how the seating worked out. So it doesn't matter like it used to, but it still really matters because the Southwest is a crushing division, and the Mavericks have been just walloping everybody. They're one and one against Houston, so I'm really looking forward to those games. That's something that I just figured was worth, you know, bringing up as as we as we look to to finish up this one here because I don't have a ton to take away other than, you know, I just hope the Mavericks can can get some guys healthy. Every team deals with injuries, but it just like the the injury report lately is a roller coaster. I spend more time waiting for Brad, Brad Townsend to report who is is you know showing up at practice then i feel you know comfortable admitting uh there's just a <laughs> lot of that like 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 twitter watching going on and it feels very frustrating because i'm not sure you know i'm not really worried about where the mavericks end in the in the seating even though they're right there you know they have the same number of wins as houston oklahoma city uh they're just you know a, a, a few games behind in the loss column it's it's, it's kind of odd i don't know what do you what, what are your thoughts yeah i think it's just the weird like like man, like Seth and KP rolling their ankle within like thirty seconds of each other. Like it's just getting like it's almost laughable. Like just the way that this team can't seem to have like their top seven guys ready at all. You know, at once for more than maybe a game. And I know that's that's March in the NBA, but it's just the weird stagger. Like 
it's the weird staggeredness of the injuries from Luca and KP. And now it seems like it's just cascading and like tidal waving and everyone's getting hurt. And it's just, it's just weird. Like after KP sprained, like when I mean, KP rolled his ankle, I was like, just call the Texas legends up and let them finish the season. Like, I don't care anymore. They'd still make the playoffs. Like they're not missing the playoffs. So like, uh, that's honestly the thing I like now that KP is cooking and Seth Curry is playing really well. It feels like they're, I don't know if they need to need anything more from this season. Like I think they've accomplished a lot of the goals that they want in terms of like the players playing well and the, like how they're playing together. Uh, mm-hmm. Now to me, it's just like, can, can they keep them healthy enough so that they can have a chance in the first round? Cause you, if you can get Luca healthy playing with this version of KP and Seth Curry, like, you know, it'll be tough in the first round because they're likely going to play against like an LA, an LA team or maybe Denver. But man, I, if they all three of those guys can be healthy at the same time, like they have a shot at doing something special, I think. Yeah, I'm really, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but I'm looking at the, I, I hadn't really looked at the schedule. Do you know they play four games on the road in a row? Uh, in since so the the March March sixteenth through the twenty first, they play four road games, all West Coast games, all Ooh. starting at nine o'clock or later Central Time. I'm going to die. <laughs> I am too old for that. That's the Kirk special right there. Oh God, we're going to complain. We are Rebecca. You have to do fo- all four games. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, uh, talking to our editor in chief. Um, I don't know. I don't really got anything else. I'm excited. That was a nice win. Nice way to start the weekend. I'm going to be able to go to bed without being angry because, you know, yep. after these losses are close, like the, after that Pelicans game, I was like, I was exhausted, but I was amped. Now I just like, like, uh, it, was, it was nice. It was, it was like a nightcap after that game. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, MKG kind of stinks, huh? Before we leave. I mean, I've, I got everybody in my mind telling me he plays hard and plays good defense, but. <laughs> You know, I, I watch it make awful passes like on offense. I'm just not watching their defense that closely in a blowout game. And, you know, he, he his shot is awful. I mean, we knew that. And no one guards him. So it's it, like at that point, I'm just like, what are you out there for? I know. I just, I, we were ready to go. I just felt like kind of throw, shooting a sniper bullet right before we left. Oh, yeah. I can't help there. but complain. It's my deal. <laughs> Just wanted to get your reaction, but I'm good. Right. This is a good win and just get healthy. For sure. All right, guys, we will, or someone will see you or you'll hear from us after the Sunday night game against the Indiana Pacers. It's a earlier game, but not one of the weird mid afternoon ones. So we have that going for us. And this has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Thanks for uh, tuning in. <laughs>